Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is David Valenzuela with I Wish Podcast. On today's episode, we are featuring Stephanie Lanes of Smooth Skin Supply. She is also the founder of Say Brazil Products, all things waxing down in good old Texas. We're going to get into her 21-year journey in aesthetics, where she started, how she built her first book of business, all things going through school in San Francisco, pure beauty back in the days. Oh, it's going to be a great episode. She's also going to talk about some really awesome education that's coming up, which is also going to be present at this event uh, called the Esthetician Summit. You can visit estheticiansummit.com for further information. But right now, I'd like to get into the episode with Stephanie Lanes. Welcome to it. All right. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, everybody. This is David Valenzuela with I Wish Podcast. On today's episode, we are featuring Stephanie Lanes. Stephanie is the founder of Smooth Skin Supply, has been practicing aesthetics since 2003, y'all. Hello. A little bit of experience coming your way. So we're going to talk about her journey and all the things that have led up to Smooth Skin Supply and also an upcoming opportunity for education, which is Esthetician Summit. We're going to talk about that. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you, David. I love this. This is amazing. I love it too. And I, you know, you and I, as we were just talking offline, going all crazy about all kinds of crazy things. Like we, I know if I don't push record, we could talk for another hour before we start recording. Right. So button, David, push the button. So Stephanie, start you and I, I know a little bit about your history. Share with the listener, what was your first, when did you decide that you were going to go into aesthetics and what was the reason that you actually decided to go into aesthetics? So my journey into aesthetics is kind of a little bit backwards. So my acne journey is the reason why Mm. I got into aesthetics, right? Mm. My acne was from 13, 14 till about 26, 27, 28. So very late, very long. Um, I had a really good friend that I worked with because I was in my degrees in kinesiology. So I was in corporate fitness. I was working at a YMCA. I was a director there. So I did all of my aerobics and I taught and all did all this. And she's like, your skin is gorgeous, but I think you need some help. (sighs) Did you ever, so were you one of the (laughs) unfortunate medication kids? Did you do medications at all? I did. I did retin-A. I did. And it tore my little skin apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the chalky black girl with sunscreen because oh. I didn't use the micronize. I didn't understand it because I needed a full block. Right. And then they didn't have nice. I was going to say, did they have it yet? No. <laughs> so, you know, I had a very awkward period, but I'm thankful for my girlfriend saying something because in my opinion, and this is what I tell estheticians all the time especially when you deal with people that have a hyperpigmentation and acne. And then if they have the combination, we have normalized the way we look. So unless someone really is honest with us, we don't take the time because we've normalized it. This is our skin. Acne people have to accept the skin. And most people don't understand that, especially if it's an esthetician that has no skin issues, they don't understand the psychological side. Right. So when she told me, she's like, I have an esthetician, you should go see her. So Miss Ida, and she's still practicing, still. Beautiful woman, beautiful. She's Algerian, looks just like Sade. Beautiful, long hair, just gorgeous. And I walked in there. Oh, I walked in there and I was like, (laughs) hi. And she's like, hi. I'm like, your skin is gorgeous, right? She's beautiful. And so she was like, no, you know, and she knew the person that referred me. And she's like, I'm so grateful she referred. I went in there, I did my service and I came out and she said, Oh, okay. So that's going to be three fifty, Huh? What do we do? Wait a minute. You're like 350. 
She's like, oh yeah, and we're going to book out all of your services. You're going to see me every two weeks and this is going to be your routine. Wait a minute, huh? Wait, well, how much am I going to pay when I see you? She's like, oh no, that's going to be 85. And then if I need to do this, we're going to add, a she had five rooms. She was one of those rooms every half hour. Acne, yes. hyperpigmentation. She was an RN, so she did laser hair removal. She did laser hair correction because she worked mm. for a physician that specialized in hyperpigmentation and darker skin tones. So she had a yag. I mean, she was in there just she was popping, in it. right? Yeah. So about six months down the road, I'm looking around like she's shuffling us in every 30 minutes. I'm popping 350, 100. <laughs> You're doing the math. Maybe I should look at this. So I was a... um. I went into uh, recreation services. So I work for the city of Brisbane, which is where Candlestick Park is. I'm starting to date myself now, right? It's not yeah, Candlestick I Park I remember. Anymore. Right? So Brisbane, I was the yep. city director for recreation there. I was one of them. And I started going to school at night in San Francisco at Miss Marty's. And at that mm. time, Miss Marty's was an amazing school, right? They were Sedesco school. They were one of the only Sedesco schools at that time. And so... Um, the reason I got into aesthetics was because I really wanted to understand my skin. Little did I know going to aesthetic school was not going to educate me on my skin. So it, it's kind of like a, a aha, aha moment. I actually met um, Catherine Leverett there. She came and spoke. So I got introduced to, you know, darker skin tones and, you know, she's a hoot. I love her. So my journey was really, really different. I was one of the oldest. There was two of us that were the oldest in the class. I mean, there was, you know, girls right out of high school. It was yep. also cosmetology. They also did nails. So we are four stories high. You start up in the basement, you work your way up, right? Yep. So it was definitely, I had never been to that part of San Francisco before. So getting up on Civic, <laughs> on the bark, I'm like, there, like, oh my God, where am I at? Right across the street from the courthouse. So it was just drama, yeah. but you know what? It was so amazing because I did not know what I did not know. Like I didn't realize because my teachers were not, I only had two teachers that were US. The rest of them were trained in Europe. So yeah. they were to the T, like yeah. your SMA, United Russian teachers, your SMA, your SMA, sanitation, sanitation. So they were always very specific with aesthetics. And I'm very grateful for that because I truly think that's the reason why I'm still in aesthetics is because mm -hmm. my baseline education is unlike really any other, to be honest. Um, and the fact that they were a Sedesco school, they had Sedesco teachers also teaching us as well. So they pushed it beyond the Miladies. Um, yes. Did I realize that then? No, I realized that looking back that I really had a great opportunity, paid for school, worked full time, um, was so passionate about it, just changing lives. Right. And I didn't let anybody work on my skin. I was still going to my esthetician at the same time because she's like, don't let nobody touch your skin, honey. I done got it right. real good. Don't let nobody touch it. <laughs> and so I quit my $90,000 job. As in, in Brisbane, I, I quit it cold turkey, went and worked for Pure Beauty. Now, Pure Beauty is the 20 year ago Ultra, Ulta. I remember, yeah. I remember Pure Beauty. Yes. yes. I was yep. there. So I was in the Embarcadero, amazing location. Yeah. I had a perfect job. No one gets these kind of benefits anymore. I got 50% commission, full benefits. I only worked Tuesday through Friday. I took home four or $500 a week. I mean, they were You're doing happy. my promotions. They were taking my appointments. I sold on the floor. I mean, it was a Dermalogica company as well because Pure Beauty was nationwide. Yep, and so mm -hmm. um, that was my first like introduction. I was terrified. My first check was less than $100. But, you know, I didn't really understand aesthetics, but I just knew that I wanted to talk to people the way that I was spoken to from an esthetician. And the thing is, is that 
with acne and hyperpigmentation, which is the two most stubborn things on the skin to fix, the mm-hmm. longest things to fix. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand the conversation that I would need to have with people. I thought people knew what aesthetics were. I thought they knew what facials were. I thought they knew how to cleanse. You know, we can go down right. that road too. But a lot <laughs> of people never understood that. And so for me, and when I train as tissues, I tell them, you know, my goal in school was to get into the industry. I did not want to go out and, and work for myself. I wanted to get on the job training. So I always encourage, at least for a year, figure out if yeah. you like it. Do you yes. like talking to people? Do you like turning yes. your room over? Do you like upselling? Can you sell more than one line? I had to have, I had four lines in my back bar. I had seven lines on the floor. I also had to sell hair. I also had to sell nail care, you know? So for me, it's more of, I wanted to experience talking to people in real time because I always forget they gave me business cards and I had my white coat and I was so excited and I would go to people that had acne and I would give them my card and I'd be like, hi, my name is Stephanie Lanes and I would love to help your skin. And they'd be like, well, what's wrong with it? And I take that little card right on back and put it back in my pocket and said, I'm so sorry. Never mind. I will go on. I didn't mean to Mm -hmm. offend. And I had to learn that people didn't necessarily think that what I, what we did would be helpful. Right. And I couldn't, they don't know without my story. Like I have acne. I'm an acne client. Like I would tell people and they look at my skin and they'd be like, you're not an acne client. I am an acne client. Right. Without me carrying around my, you know, pictures with my braces on it, it, it really taught me how to talk to people because I had to approach them, but I couldn't go out and say, I'm going to help your skin. Like I had to learn how to really relate to people on a very different level, even though I knew they had problematic skin, I could never approach them saying I could fix their skin. I had to approach them kind of really using myself and just said, not sure if you know, but I've been an acne client. I have an esthetician and I've been an acne client for years. And then they would be like, wait a minute, you have acne. And I'm like, oh yeah, honey. And I do this and I do that. And I would have to like totally use myself. But the whole understanding of thinking that I was going to jump out and get my own business. Oh no, honey. No, no. I'm glad that I did that. You had a little wisdom implanted, imparted in you while you were in school, probably to say, go find. So did you actively go looking for pure beauty or you already knew about it while you were in school? I actually had no idea. I was in a completely different industry. So I had no idea. All I was going on at that time was, um, what is it? Uh, monster.com to go oh, on God. and I was putting oh, on esthetician. I was putting esthetician in and, and there would like, be what? like random jobs, right? And I yeah. was like, well, what's a pure beauty? Like, you know, and I knew I wanted to go into corporate because I didn't want to work for a salon just because I don't want anything for ebbs and flows. I literally wanted to yeah. go to a corporation. I needed benefits. So I yep. really wanted to start in that space. And the Embarcadero where I was at was the number two store in the country. So yeah. I jumped in like head first. And I mean, I was just cranking, cranking, cranking. And, you know, I needed benefits. And a lot of businesses don't pay benefits like that, yeah. especially working at 50%. Com- and I have 50% commission. I know, huge. So, I mean, it was, it was a great experience. Well, they were obviously the primary. So I don't, whatever happened to Pure Beauty? Pure Beauty, um, from my understanding, got bought. And someone else oh, yeah. tried to run it for a long time. Um, and oh, then it, it kind of just- Walgreens. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, they got bought. They had like 28 stores, 26 stores nationwide, something like that. Um, And then from there, I actually um, got introduced to DDF, which I fell in love with. And at that time, California Skincare Supply was the DDF distributor. And that's how I started working for them. So I became a rep for them for all of Northern California. 
And mm -hmm. I was going around to all these businesses and I was repping. I mean, I knew the line. I absolutely loved it. But then they threw in other lines. And that's kind of where I started, you know, playing around a little bit with waxing. I didn't really want to wax. So um, I, went I was from... going to say when because now so you're so you've had you've had your experience with pure beauty. You got exposed yeah. to a whole bunch of different product lines. Yeah. You get a company that comes in. They're like, Stephanie, we need a rep for X, Y, Z. And you're like, yeah. And DDF at the time, I so I used to buy DDF at trade shows because I was Absolutely. an oily, greasy, yes, just in the sulfur mask, and I was like, yes. like in the scrub yes. and like the enzymes. I was all over it. I remember meeting the what was his name, Howard mm -hmm. Sabell, mm -hmm. the okay, doctor. Yeah. yeah. So I met him at a trade show in like New York, and like the, the yes. whole thing. And they put, I think her name was Elaine. She's putting these patches on me. I was like, whatever. Okay, this is a, a moment in time. So. But this gave you it. So you're graduating. You've had some pure beauty experience, exposure to a bunch of brands. You're now changing the game because you're not in the treatment room now. Now you're actually yeah. representing other brands and running around Northern California. So we were actually, Stephanie, running around in San Francisco and Northern California at the same time because I lived yeah. there from the end of 98 until 2005. Yes, we were in the same space. See, we probably, went, I mean, I had, we had Dermalogica reps come in. I got flown to Dermalogica because I was the number one esthetician for Dermalogica for Pure Beauty. So I got yeah. flown to, to LA. Yeah. I met Jane in person, got to walk around and know, and at that the time they thing. had the deodorant. They also had the makeup. I remember. <laughs> yes. And I told her, I said, Jane, honey, this makeup, I can't wear it, honey. She was like, what? I can't wear it here. She's like, you can't? No. <laughs> But so they had the makeup and they had the do. Um, and so at that time, times. I had um, gone to LA and they did this big thing for Pure Beauty. And as you know, because it was yep. a chain, they flew all the estheticians out and we mm -hmm. had this big party and whatever, whatever. Yeah. I decided to um, kind of just pivot to go into sales because I'm great at sales. I mean, that's the thing. I, I've always been very good at sales. I, I have conversations with people. Um, and even while I was doing that, I still had that inkling to open my own space. Every time I would go into a business and I would see it, I'd be like, oh, that's such a cute setup. I would do that. Oh, that's such a cute setup. I would do that. And so while I was working, I actually opened up with a OBGYN and I went into a partnership and he gave me half the wing of his office. And so I did that as I was still repping until that business took off and I opened Smooth Skin Clinic and that was in Alameda. And Ooh. so that around that time, that doctor was seeing patients every 10 minutes. I had my side just smelling and music and people were like, what is this? And they just trickled right on over and we did all of that. And I hired my first employees and I had massage therapists. I mean, I was rocking and rolling. And you know, when you work in an OBG, things happen. So I got pregnant and then, you know, <laughs> contagious. <laughs> it, it, things happen. Mm -hmm. And so when I had my daughter at that time, my parents were an hour away, which is where I grew up. And so I was like, I, I can't commute. I commuted all the way up until I had her. The day before I had her, I was commuting an hour every Ooh. single day. And Fair so I was like, gross. Yeah. And <laughs> I, let that go. I actually sold my entire client list, which back in the day, you don't do that. But I sold, I actually sold it twice to two different people. One person backed out. I got that money because I signed that contract where they couldn't back out. And then I sold it again. Smart. And then I moved up to where my folks were because my daughter, they were helping with her. And I worked for a doctor and I worked at the med spa. And that was a definitely introduced, uh, very interesting times. That was when Jam Marini, we had Jam Marini, we had about two other lines. That was when the Jam Marini eyelash fiasco 
fell oh, out. Oh yeah, I remember. And yes. we were in the middle of that as well. People trying to give it back and all of this other stuff. So um, working for the doctor, I did all the consults. Um, I was one of two estheticians. She did full laser hair. She would rent a YAG every single week because she didn't have a YAG. She only had a diode. So she was trying to do folks with diode laser, tearing them up. Ooh, yeah. um, we had a, a red light and a blue light panel. And I was still seeing clients. But even though I had it at the doctor's office, I was still seeing clients. I went and rented a room in a tanning salon and I was still seeing clients in, in where I lived. I mean, I've always been hustling. So, so you were, so you went from, you jumped into pure beauty, went out, yep. came out as a rep, started still yep. working with OBGYN, yep. did, sold the OBGYN stuff. And then yep. were you still doing the rep thing or you had done that? We're finished with I that at that the point. Rep stuff go. Cause my business in Alameda with the doctor went really well. Like I had, yeah. I was doing bring a friend day. I was doing events. I was doing like all of these things. So it was great. It was at a great location. We were right at the edge of a shopping mall and it was literally across the street is the beach. So Alameda yeah. is beautiful if you've never been. I mean, it's you know yeah. that. Alameda is yeah. like the little hub. It's kind of like a little secret pocket right yes. there in the Bay Area. But mm -hmm. um, working for the doctor is also very interesting as well because, you know, a lot of doctors, they're, they're interesting. Um, this was not her forte. She wasn't a dermatologist. She was internal med. So she did a lot of, you know, kind of <clears throat> on top of training. So she got sold a lot of stuff. And it was, it was interesting times. Um, that was when I started. I made my first Brazilian wax, the seven minute Brazilian wax video I made at her office with a crappy phone. And I sold thousands of that DVD. Thousands. So, okay. This is, phone. this is awesome. So there's a transition point at some point. So at, at what point it, so you're, was it with the OBGYN? Did you start actually offering waxing services that you're like, there's something it was to actually this? At pure like, beauty. So pure beauty okay, is so where I got in introduced. Yes. Yep. And people were coming in there talking about, I want you to do a Brazilian. I said, I don't want to look at your neck, honey. I don't want to see you <laughs> like, like Do I that. have to? <laughs> and they were like, well, I'm going to, one girl, she kept hounding. She's like, I'll pay you whatever you want. I said, if I get a hundred dollar bill, she said, I'll have it here. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and she paid it. And thank God she was a little petite little Asian girl. Had hardly had any hair was perfect, but it still took me 90 minutes. And I got and done. Like, and I, I said, what am I doing? I said, okay. And she was like, that's great. I'll see you next month. No, no, you didn't You're say like, we were going to oh. keep doing this. You just said you yeah. wanted one, honey. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of how I got introduced. And then when I worked for um, California Skincare Supply as the rep, they um, were like, we sell wax. And so I kind of was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, maybe I'll look at the whole ball of wax DVD by Lauren Story. Mm -hmm. And I watched that DVD and I said, oh, <laughs> oh we're touching. Oh, Jesus. Right. Like, ooh. And they're <laughs> right. And then I, I went to another class and, and I was just kind of terrified, really, to be honest. I never wanted to wax. I didn't go to school to wax. I wanted to change lives with yeah, skincare. Like, the skin. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But mm -hmm. waxing, quick dollar, easy, easy, easy money. And so I started learning and kind of getting into it. But when I went for the doctor, that's when I started doing Brazilian Fridays. So one Friday a month, I did free services. I advertised on Craigslist. Disclaimer, do not do that now. But Ooh, I put an ad yeah, out Back in the day, Craigslist Absolutely. was a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Men yeah. and women, I booked every 30 minutes. I did it once a month. And I only did, um, I would do a max of 10. And I would book back to back. And if the wax came off, it did. If it was still stuck on when you had to go, oh, well, it was free. Whatever. <laughs> and so... That's when I really started honing in. And it, I did that for almost three years. It took me three years to perfect that. And I really was doing it based on never seeing a client. So I had never waxed you before. I don't know what your hair type was. I didn't know how much hair you had. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. I was forcing mm -hmm. myself to wax them the same way. 
And so eventually I just, it was seven minutes. Some of it came to five. I mean, it was just so like this that I was like, Hey, I should record this and sell this. And that's when I did my first DVD. And that's kind of how the first DVD is kind of what launched Smooth Skin Supply. I love that. So from when you started, so from pure beauty to going through all these experiences, having the OBGYN experience, I love that. The, you know who Douglas Preston is, yes? Yes. Okay, so I had him on, I have, we haven't released the episode yet, it's up and coming. He was talking about the, he had a, a pediatrician client. Um, and when her kid started to have acne, she sent him to Douglas to do treatments, to not put him on medication. Absolutely. And I think there were like six other pediatricians in the group who then all started referring him clients. Wow. That their doctors didn't want to put their, either the patient didn't want to put their kids on drugs. They just referred. And I was like, what a brilliant. That's a like, estheticians listening. If you have Network. a physician nearby, come on, Network. go knock on the door and say, Hey, Absolutely. introduce yourself. Cause. There's a lot of great. So from 2003 all the way until, so what year is Smooth Skin Supply? So you've had a waxing experience. You got a DVD. What year does that happen? That happens all the same time, 2007, 2008. 2007, 2008. The reason I started Smooth Skin Supply was because my second location when I moved back home, I was still working for the doctor. I actually opened up my own spa. So I worked for the doctor Mm -hmm. and I worked for her full time. And then I would see clients on the weekends and at night because I didn't do any night work for the doctor. And so... When I um, started hiring staff to be there when I wasn't there, I was like um, kind of getting the same idea of where I worked for California Skincare Supply. Like they're a distributor, so they sold supplies and stuff. And I'm like, there's no one around here that I could just run into the store to get. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I just took one room. I threw up some shelving. I put mm-hmm. some supplies in there. People started coming. They started calling. I was like, Here's I started time. making more money in that room than I did the entire spa. Isn't that crazy? Selling two by twos and four by fours and sticks and bonnets. And then I threw in some wax. Then I threw in some, you know, after, I was like, this can't be this easy, but it actually was Mm -hmm. because for me, I'm always about multiple streams of income. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I can, I can make money touching and talking to people. I can sell things, but when it comes to time, I have to earn on a 24 hour clock. It can't be when I open and when I close. My first website, which was on Yahoo stores, my first website was based on that whole philosophy of earning income 24 Mm seven. So I closed down that spa because that's that one room was just killing it. We were shipping every day. That was when I got introduced to um, C over at Alexander's. I started selling Serapil. Then I got introduced to Lori. I was selling. It was Barron's when I sold it. (laughs) <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, you can't be selling Sarah Peel if you're selling mine. So you just need to be my distributor. And I'm like, huh? And she's like, like well, what? I have a minimum, but I'll give, I'll, I'll shoot everybody who's under that minimum to you. So hers was a hundred dollar minimum. Everybody under a hundred dollars all came to me. So, you know, it was, it's always, you know, I was always kind of reinventing. And even when I moved the business to Sacramento for smooth skin supply, it was, I was running in a church and they had a business park and they, they just rented out to small businesses. So I went up there and I got like a two person room. And then instead of me having that big spa, I went and got one room in a tanning salon and I was only paying uh, maybe a hundred bucks a month, 150 a month. Oh, wow. And I was still seeing my clients there at night. 
Like yeah. I've always still, I still kept seeing services, but yeah, smooth skin supply really was kind of birthed out of the fact of just earning on a 24 seven clock. I didn't give up my aesthetics. I was still doing clients. I was still seeing people. I just wanted to have a little bit more stability on my end. And at that time I hadn't even created say Brazil yet. I was just selling different waxes. I was just selling different supplies and there was nobody in Sacramento at that time. So I kind of had a Mecca. People were coming in. They were finding me. They're like, oh, you sell aesthetic supplies? I started selling extractors and tweezers. I mean, I just had all You're kinds like, of Let's stuff. So you, you actually touch on a couple really great things because you're, you're passionate. Obviously, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you can tell Stephanie's passionate. I love it because sometimes I'm thinking something and she actually verbalizes it like in real time. And I'm like, yes, all right, this is amazing. <laughs> I've seen you speak. Like I, I, I totally get your enthusiasm and I love it. That's why I love you so much. But the, you saw an opportunity, you're yeah. thinking big picture, you're seeing your clients, you're like, okay, I'm going to keep my clients, but I'm also going to start filling a need, which people, believe it or not, people, not everybody orders everything on Amazon all the time. People still want to walk in, especially yeah. in a pinch. If you need something in the next 15 minutes, you're going to walk into the business, pick it up off the shelf, buy it and walk out like yep. real time. And our industry for a long time was kind of cash and carry like that. Like that's Absolutely. just how we work like for a long time. So this is so the Sacramento now, right? This is in Sacramento. Yep. So at what point? So you got smooth skin supply up and running. You're like, okay. And you're it went what year did you say we're going to Texas? We went to Texas 2005. Oh, 2015. Okay, so, 2015. 2015. Okay, I was gonna say, so you like paid your tax bill a couple of years, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We definitely did. And the, at the, at the location where the church was, it was amazing because I didn't pay anything. I don't pay, I didn't pay any electricity. I didn't pay any heat or water or anything. I literally just paid rent. So they let me move. And I, as I grew, I could add more to the business because it was all connected. So yeah. it was connected just by doors. So either I had all three doors and I had more space or I just had two doors. So I was, they allowed me to grow, which was absolutely amazing. And everything was indoors. It was safe. It had, you yeah. know, we were in a business park. So I, I didn't really worry about safety or anything like that. There was other businesses there. But um, when we decided to leave California, I had just married Rudy and we had not decided to work together. So I'm very clear on that. But um we wanted to really expand. I had always wanted to get out of California. Like shipping for us was always so tumultuous. And you know this, shipping to New York or Boston or Florida, yep. people are like, where is it? Yeah, right. It's still on overnight. Way. Like, yeah. uh, so I always did kind of want to go somewhere. Arizona was my first space. And then Dallas came up and Rudy and I talked about it. And when we came here, you know, Texas is such a business friendly state. Um, I was expecting to pay all of this money because, you know, in California for you to have your LLC, you're paying all this every year and you're doing that and you're doing that. And when I got here, they're like, oh no, it's just a one time. Huh? You're like, what? what? And what? it's only $200? What? I'm always like, okay, hurry up before they change their mind. <laughs> Let me sign it. Right. And it was right. such an epiphany because, well, I will say out here, AC is not common in business mm -hmm. buildings. So we had to find an AC space. So, but this was the best move. I mean, this is where we kind of exploded. Like 2015 on, we like, we doubled every year, even in COVID, even though we had a little bit of setback, we've still been doubling because location. So we have a little bit more distributors around us, but when we first started, we didn't. So we would have folks come in from Oklahoma. They would drive in, they drive in from Louisiana to come shop. Wow. Like, so it, it really kind of worked out. Um, and we morphed, we started off really small with this one landlord. He 
put in the AC, did everything we needed. And so the building that we have now, which we're now at 8,500 square feet, I started off with him when we only had 1,200 square feet. So he's accommodated pretty much everything. So yeah. In a business park. So in ha- you have a, you had a space that was able you're, to grow with you, mm-hmm. right? So you have mm-hmm. that. So at what point, okay, so I love all of this because you're speaking to my entrepreneurial heart. And I, for those of you that are in California, you understand those people with LLCs and the, all yes. the taxes. And we just did our, not to bring up taxes because I know everyone's trigger for everybody, but that we just did our CDTFA, CDTFA, am I doing that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, all through all the counties in California. Mm-hmm. And then you have Los Angeles County, and then you have this special little kind of counties within the county that have special subsidized taxes that's like yeah. 0.25% higher than the 7.25%. And yeah. you have to go itemize each one of those out. Even it's like 17 cents here, 70 cents there, just for California, because it's just a resale certificate thing for California. And I was sitting there going, this is enough to... Woo. Oh, I, right, I, well. I'm so grateful. Yeah, I, I really am. I mean... You know, the thing is, too, is everything has its moment in time. Um, I think if I was not married, I probably would not have made the move um, mm. because him and I ran it by ourselves for a while. So yeah. we didn't know anybody. Yeah. So to, to, to pack up like that and move and be that on my own. No, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. No. So it's a good move. But the, the you brought up a good point about the shipping because Texas being real, relatively in the middle of the country, mm-hmm. like getting stuff to the East Coast, West Coast, like you're pretty centrally located. I am. No, I totally get it. <laughs> I love it. I love the entrepreneurialism. I love it. I love it. So where in this mix does Say Brazil come into the equation? Absolutely. So Say Brazil has a very interesting story. So I never sought out to design or create a product line, especially not hair removal. My goal was to literally just be a distributor. I was open to selling all kinds of different waxes. That's really what Mm -hmm. I wanted. I didn't want to get into skincare. Skincare is a little bit harder to sell. People like what they like. But hair removal to me is very simple. Um, It's less complicated. Either you're a hard waxer or a soft waxer. And and really, that's kind of all that I I have to deal with. some of the distributors that I was working with, we, they were having, you know, as we know, import issues. And mm-hmm. so wax would sit at the, the import for weeks and I would oversell <clears throat> and I would back order and I would sell and sell and sell and it wouldn't show up. Where is it? <sighs> and I finally was like, maybe I should just have my own, but I don't want to, I don't want to import. Like I need to find someone here on North American soil that yeah. can manufacture for me and I have no issues. And mm-hmm. once I kind of was open to that, a lot of doors open. And as you know, in our industry, it's really about who you know. I never mm-hmm. had anyone approach me, but I did have people kind of say, I know someone or you should talk to this person. Yeah. And that was kind of how I started creating. And in say Brazil, I really was just going to do soft waxes. I never was going to do hard waxer because I was a soft waxer. And then I started getting into hard wax and then I started getting into aftercare and then I started getting into retail. And I was like, and all the things that we talk to estheticians about, especially in the private label space, right? Because mine's product creation, which is a very different beast. But even mm-hmm. the private label space, the goal was it for them to come back to buy the product from me. Like that yeah. was always going to be my reoccurring income, right? And then the bigger picture is it's 24 seven. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're coming back to me 24 seven was what kind of solidified for me to continue to build the brand. But my journey was never, I never sought out to do that ever. No, I saw too much drama. You know, I was scared of the insurance. 
I was scared somebody was going to sue me. I was scared of all these things. Like I didn't even understand, right? It was just all these horror stories that come out when you do all of this. Yeah. It was definitely something that was very aha, but I love the creation process. I love the product creation process. I'm still creating products now. Like I'm in the whole nut free space, which is a very different space now, right? Mm -hmm. um, our sampling program has taken off. I mean, most people, David included, the sampling is not something that is, is, is well expected. Most yeah. people are like, I don't want to invest in samples. I did. So mm -hmm. it really kind of boosted for me the opportunity to get more products in more people's hands and authentically advertise. That came with trade shows, that came with me being on the speaking tours and doing all of that. But, you know, the creation process is still what excites me even now. Like I still get Same. excited when I'm like right now, I'm like, okay, we got a nut free option. Okay. So is shea butter a nut? <laughs> Because it comes well, out of a tree. It is. Wait, what? It's on a tree. <laughs> so let's pull it out. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah, it's, I love yep. the process. I love the creation. I love the beta testing. I love putting products in people's hands. And I love mm -hmm. the responses. Um, but most of it has been really for Celine. She's really been my muse. She's had eczema her entire life. So yeah. being in that space and creating from that vantage point has really given me a lot of opportunities that I probably would have never have had if I had not always kept that in the forefront of sensitive skin, reactive skin, eczema prone skin, you know, because eczema is definitely grown since I've been in a state. We didn't train on eczema. It was a dermatology yeah. situation. We never yeah. touched it. It was mm -hmm. never going to ever come to aesthetics. Now that it's here in aesthetics, there's just so much room to um, understand the skin. So the creation I love, I, I absolutely love that. I probably will never give that up because I just like taking something and being like, huh, now what can Start I really do with this? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what can I really do with this? What mm -hmm. can, what can this really do to the skin? Um, and then I would say we started, so last year, 2023 was when we did the esthetician summit. And the reason I did the esthetician summit was after the fiasco, after COVID hit with trade shows. And I had been on the trade show. I started doing trade shows 2010. And I did trade shows all the way up until COVID. Every year I did probably five or six trade shows. Um, and so we you're, when you're doing it, when you're doing your mm -hmm. trade shows at this point, you're bringing the brands that you're distributing? This is no, before Sabres 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 or you're Sabres bringing Hill. just your own? Okay. Just my own. All right. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this changes the game a little bit. Absolutely. So I'm out in the <laughs> forefront. You know, people are yeah. looking and smelling and touching and feeling mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. And I... You know, the one thing about trade shows, and I'll say it from my experience, from going to trade shows, because I used to go to the one that was at Moscone, when Face and Body used to do it at Moscone, that was such a massive show. I mean, I would always, like Dermalogica <clears throat> would have the Aero Stream out there, and I'd be like, well, yes. what is that? What are we, what are we doing with that? Like, how did they get the oh, Aero Stream I have stories in? about that. I have stories. <laughs> And I was always like, well, what is that? That was when um, Peter Thomas Roth and, and uh, June Jacobs would have this a monstrosity of a booth. Yeah. And you would yeah. just go in and it was almost like an oasis. And you're like, yeah. well, what is this? Yeah. And it was just such a artistic. Trade shows used to be so artistic and they would just like invite you in. It was very spa, right? Mm -hmm. They're not like that anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But those trade shows also gave you products. So that you would have people at the door. You remember this, David. Yes. They would put the product in your hand and they'd be like, go, go to this booth. And you'd be like, well, thank you. Okay. I'll go to this booth. We don't do that anymore. So 2020, the last show I did um, was in Atlanta and that was face and body. 
and we had already I had already started kind of like not wanting to do trade shows. You don't get a whole lot of time to spend with people. And yeah. and trade shows, I'm already cranky. By the time the show starts, I'm already cranky. So I'm so already tired of the people. I'm tired of the people. I'm tired of the booth. They they tried to kill us with no air conditioning before the mm. show started, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And so people don't get the the authentic me, but you only get me for 10, maybe 20 feet. So I would have people chase me to the bathroom. I have people chase me to get food. Like it's just a very different experience that I never would be able to process because it's not real. I mean, I had so many people clamoring after you. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's overwhelming, but at the same time, it's not an authentic experience with me. So the reason I wanted to do the Esthetician Summit was I wanted to, one, because I was never a big dog at trade shows, I wanted to provide an event where it was smaller, same size companies, but we were amazing. Mm-hmm. We had a platform. Mm-hmm. We could be in front. Yes. Right? <laughs> so it was, yes. it was. It was really kind of, I want to get back to old school education. I want to do main stage because trade shows don't do main stage anymore. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do main stage. I wanted to do products in hand. You know, I wanted to do where you could sit at a booth. You could actually sit at the booth. So at the summit, every booth, you can sit at it. It's a 10 by 30. We have like chairs, right? Sitting at the booth. You pull it up and you sit down and you have a conversation. Have a conversation. And people that I was partnering with, including you, David, because you gave product, you didn't come, right? But you gave product because you loved the idea. It was so well received. I mean, Mm -hmm. we had such a great time. It was so heartfelt. And so the summit was really born from me wanting to take it back old school, where you would get products in your hand and say, hey, go look at that. Go talk to David over there. And they would take the product and they would go talk to David. it's, it's, It's the way I was introduced to aesthetics same and so yep. people when they come in they're like wow there's not a rushing of people running from platon what are we running for what's the rush i'm We're feeding hurry. everybody right yeah. so vips get food sit down like i'm feeding mm-hmm. you. you 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 have food we're not rushing i want all the vendors to sit at the table which is something that you know all of the attendees love is that even the speakers sit at the table and we can have a conversation there is nothing right now in our industry where you can sit down with speakers and actually have food and break bread yeah and speak and it be in a total just chill environment relax so, so this l- year let me ask you a question let me yeah. ask you a question before we while we're talking about the trade show thing cuz it's it spirals around in my head. You know, I get attacked all the time as a, as a brand owner about participating in the trade show. Yes. What is your, in your opinion, since you've been obviously in the game for a while, what do you see the future of traditional trade shows? Like, what do you see? (laughs) So what I see is I still see them going, but I don't see them being as valuable as they could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just a lot of peddling and pushing at this point. Yeah. The education, in my opinion, is still going to be tied to product. The reason yeah. I love trade shows when I participated was the general session was product neutral. It was mm-hmm. pure education. Yep. So if we're going in to talk about acne, it had nothing to do with the product. It literally yeah. had to do with the science and education of acne. Yeah. 
but they're not offering that anymore. So in my opinion, estheticians would love to go to trade shows because that was the true experience of actually mm -hmm. getting true aesthetic education, not yes. product-based education, but true aesthetic education. Mm -hmm. And I don't see it really coming back from that, to be honest. Um, I think that there are people that go that love that environment, but from my experience, the the decision makers aren't really going anymore. They're wanting to go to either something that's going to be a little bit more expensive, something that's going to be a little bit more exclusive. Um, they don't want to be in the rush of everything right. and making it feel, you know, just really like, yeah. and it's already exciting. But again, you get 10 feet, maybe 20 feet to have conversations and, and it's a rush. You know, people are yelling yeah. over you. They're shoving you out the way, running you over with their carts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just it didn't used to be this way. And I think because you and I knew what it was and kind of what it is now, yeah. there's a very big difference. When I talk to brands and I'm like, okay, so um, we need you to give this many products so that people can put products in their hand. They're like, cool. I said, but here's the thing. The reason we want you to do that is because we literally want you to have people come to your booth and open the product and smell it and touch it and feel it in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's not a sale yes. anymore. Now, of course you right. can sell, but it's not a yeah. sell anymore. Now it's a different mm -hmm. conversation. What is it? How do you use it? What's the benefits of it? What's the active ingredients? We don't talk like that at trade shows. How much right. is it? What's the sale? What's, what's for free? What is, what's the discount? Right. <clears throat> we yeah. don't have those types of conversations. So I don't think that we're going to go back to the way it used to be, which is I'm okay with that. I've resigned to that. But I do think that the estheticians that are experiencing the trade show now, they've never, they're not experiencing true That's trade enough. shows, true, true education. Um, and I, and it's sad to see because I, I still think they could do authentic aesthetic education. I just don't think that they are, it takes some time. I will say planning an esthetician summit and getting, you know, speakers together and getting brands together to Ooh. say, Hey, if you're on stage, I need you to not make this about your brand, but I would love for you to give yeah. education. Of course, everyone that we partner with, they're always amazing, David included. But when you have other brands that come in and they are used to that trade show lingo, they have no idea that they could actually have a different experience with attendees. And I think it, I'm starting to, to help people kind of see we have every single brand partner back this year that we had last year. Love because it. they see the environment is really, really different. Um, we do a booth hunt. So a booth hunt is in order for you to be in, in the giveaway, you got to have your booth hunt card filled. In order for mm. you to get it filled, you got to go to every single table. You got to go to every single booth and they're going to tell you something to do. You're going to either sign up for their email list. You're going to take a picture and tag it on socials. You're going to do something in order mm -hmm. for it to get marked off. Because if your card ain't full, you're not getting into the giveaways. And I got a, this uh, 23, we gave around $10,000 worth of giveaways. I mean, David, you gave nice. away yeah. <laughs> your giveaways were half of that right there. I mean, you were yeah. very generous. So we had a lot of things that happened, um, which again, will never happen at a trade show. You're, you're not going to be able to go to every single booth. You're not going to be able to interact authentically. Um, and I think the idea of kind of having a really intimate space that's just for aesthetics, it's not seen anymore, you know? And, it's woke. and it gets, it's combined. So I'll tell you some, a funny story. So that, that when the sh hair shows and the skin shows started combining together, yes. it changed, yes. changed the dynamic. Remember when that yes. first started happening, but funny story, my best friend who is an esthetician in the nineties, we went to Vegas 
yes. back in the day. So like, remember that there was no, no one was searching for things on their computer. No one had Correct. phones back then. Like we had the right. pull up cable, like it was different. So you went to a trade show to get exposed to education, Absolutely. new products, new brands. So we're walking through the, the, my, of course she's stunning, gorgeous, beautiful. We're walking through the show and people are just handing us bags full of yes. product, full yes. size, professional yes. size. So I come back, I'm working for Aveda at this point. I come back to the territory. I'm standing in this very nice spa in El Paseo. It's kind of like Rodeo Drive of the Palm Desert. And the rep, shoot, they carried Murad at the time. She goes, oh my God, David, I knew I recognized you from somewhere. The buzz around the show was that you two were celebrities. So everyone's giving us free shit because they thought we were on freaking TV. And I was yes. like, Jennifer, we are never going to live this down. I'm, I mean, Stephanie, thousands of dollars. We're just walking around with duffel bag size full of free yes. products back in the day. And I thought, yes. so that's not happening anymore. No. I agree with you that the, the, so in Vegas in June of last year, I had not been to a trade show since 2016. Ooh, I'm there to observe. I'm just checking the stuff out. A, I've never seen so many modalities in my life. So many yes. machines, the yes. tools, bells, whistles, all the. I was like, this is a new day. I also, the the general people that I was interacting with, there was no sort of like rhyme or reason other than coming to the trade show to get some sort of a deal. Yes. Not a focused business education. I know what I'm doing. It was like, what kind of special can I get at the show? Yes. I was like, Ooh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, this is not my jam. Yes. I don't feel it. I think if I was ever to, to go do anything at a trade, it would be strictly educational, right? Some kind of education, something. Yes. But the, the mentality, you guys, if the younger estheticians that are listening to this, which I know, as I look at the analytics, there's a lot of younger estheticians. It's just a different day. You, most of you had access to information. You could type in a Google search, wish skin health and figure out what a product is. Smooth skin supply. What do they sell through a Google search? 30 seconds. It wasn't like that back in the day. No. We actually had to go sit, get educated, look at the brands. We had to show up and that's what the trade show experience was unique. So what I love about what Stephanie's created with the Esthetician Summit is not only, so Stephanie, give us a little rundown for how, because it's a three-day event, correct? It's two days. A couple different, it's two days, but the two third days. day is is with it's me. For the special people. Yeah, is with me. It's my <laughs> masterclass. So it's a two day event, and we have 50 aesthetic classes, which is crazy, uh, right? In yeah, two days. Yes. And it's from every background, mm. every background. Um, thank God we were able to bring on um, a CE partner that's in Texas. So any Texas esthetician listening or cosmetologist, when you attend, you get free access to your online CEs just from mm. attending. So we were able to get CE provider for us, um, for online, but we are literally one of the only events that's specifically for aesthetics that's giving this many aesthetic education classes. Yeah. So we're ranging from Korean skincare with David with acne and microbiome. And then we have one machine. So, okay. So I did not do overlapping brands. So mm. David is the only acne company that's going to be there. That's mm. it. We have one machine company. That's it. We yeah. have one waxing company. That's it. Yeah. So I did this on purpose because one, I do want everyone to have an authentic relationship with all of you. Right. And it's not about sales and sales are always going to be the byproduct, but it's more about creating the relationship. And I find the more time you spend, the more questions you ask, 
the better you can build the authentic relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Most people don't ever get an opportunity to create a relationship with the people that they buy with. And the ones that do, they've been with me forever in the beginning because yeah. I saw them in person. Like I made mm -hmm. that relationship. So with all of the brands that we have coming, they're partnering with us. We have, when you check in and get your ticket, you get your swag or your goodie bag and you're off and you're running. And we're really intentional with the intimacy of it. Like I'm, if we get to thousands, I'm okay with it, but I like the smaller, intimate, calm, cool, collected. Yeah. You're feeding me, right? That's number one. I'm giving you food, <laughs> but the opportunity to really sit down and talk to brands, whether it's going to be in a class, whether it's going to be at their table, whether it's going to be at a booth, like everyone can sit down and have a conversation and it not be rushed. And the yeah. one, the lot of the feedback that we got for the 23 event was they were like, this is so cool because we're like all eating lunch together. Like we're in school and we're all like waving hi to everybody. And then we sit over at this table and then we can sit down and I can walk with the person and we can walk to their booth. Like, it's such a calmer environment. So last year, we it was our first run. It was chaotic. It was crazy. I'm glad I did my first run and didn't really advertise that much. This year, we bumped it all up. As you know, David, I have mm -hmm. ads running. I have ads yeah. in magazines. I mean, I, folks are just coming out left and right, which we love. Yeah. Um, the amount of aesthetic classes was done on purpose because I do want estheticians to be able to come in and actually choose what they want to participate in. I don't want it to be where this is all you got and you got to make do. No, if you want to do acne, you're with David. If you want to stay with David all day, you can stay with David all day. Well, you know up. what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really different. Um, and, I'm not tooting my own home, but I will. The fact that all the brands are coming back because they love that type of environment and they're telling other brands yeah. like Stephanie really has something here. Like we're, we're not rushed. Mm -hmm. We're not paying drainage. We're not paying electricity. Like, you know, yes. she's not charging an arm and a leg. It's yeah. just simple. Mm -hmm. I love it. I do too. I'm excited. So talk to the, okay. So we're, this will probably air in about two weeks. So the summit okay. is coming up in it's at the end of tell everybody the dates april 21st and 22nd and, 21st and 22nd. The tickets for general mission are 60 and then if you want a vip so the difference between general mission you'll still get a goodie bag you'll get your ticket you'll still get access to all the classes you just don't get no food vips mm -hmm. i feed you there is a vip lounge you get to come in and have your coffee in the morning and little pastries like i feed you all day long and lunch yeah. you get to come to the vip mixer which we have sunday night we'll have some hors d'oeuvres and some drinks and then you get to mix and mingle mm -hmm. so the vip is like where you want to be but if you just want to experience it the first time general mission is just as good we still have concessions we still have you know food that's going to be available um VIPs get to sit in front of the classes. They get to sit in front of the general admission. They get priority. Um, but yeah, I mean, 60 bucks for access to 50 different classes. And you probably, if you wanted to, you could squeeze in and get eight. If you wanted to You go to a class every half hour, you probably yeah. could get in eight different classes if you wanted to. So I just like the, the experience of being able to provide something that kind of gives people a glimpse to the way it used to be. Like, that's yes. what I really, that's what I really kind of, it kind of gets my butter going, right? I like yeah. them walking in and they're like, wow, like we haven't even started yet, but we got a bag for the goods. And you, <laughs> in 23, 
some people, I guess, didn't know that we were giving out goodie bags and swag bags. They went running right on back to the bus to get back to the hotel so they could put it in their room because they were like, in case she comes to take it. Oh, (laughs) in case she comes to take it, we're going to go put it back in our room. And I'm like, but you don't have, it's it's okay. It's, It's yours. Yeah. It's yours. And so they were like, okay. I'm like, you don't have to go back. You could, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's yours. Yeah. It's yours. So yeah, I'm excited for it. This year is definitely going to be really interesting because we are bringing um, people that are kind of from the trade show space for our new vendors. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. probably going to be like, this is really calm. Like this, 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 this is so how it welcome. should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, so well. So the a couple of things. So of course I love you. And Stephanie and I did an event together in March. And I was yes. like, even last year, like before we were, we were formally introduced when we were doing our web meetings and stuff. Yeah. I was like, why, how come Stephanie didn't invite me to come to her summit? Cause you're already like, it's already ready to rock and roll. And like, by that time I get, it, I was like, all right, we'll send some products. We love it. Um, we are excited to participate and support and all the fun things. I think the, the, what I keep preaching on this podcast are best practices. Yes. We keep having people on that have had some level of success in the industry. Yeah. Like, Look at what she did. Look at what he did. Look what they did. Look what they did. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. She did half a million dollars out of 383 square feet. Like, how do you do that? How do you right. So the difference, Stephanie, as if you're listening to this and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? The difference is you guys is education. Yes. You have to continually educate yourself. Yes. Doesn't matter if you learn how to wax in school and you've been doing it for 10 years and this is how you yes. do it. This is what you're you need to take some postgraduate education. If you are doing lashes, if you're doing brow lifts, if you're doing acne, if you're doing traditional facials, if you're doing Brazilians, it doesn't matter. You got to get some education. The difference Absolutely. now in 2024 is we're in an election year. Economy always gets a little funky in the election year. People are complaining. What's going it on? Does. Like, what's happening? Yep. So yep. it's just facts. Like, we're not, it's not a surprise. Every four years, guys, guess what? We go through this. So the people that survive and thrive Steffi and I have been around for long enough to have seen recessions, gone through the 2008 shit, falling at all. You guys, the people that are educated, focused on their craft, know their game because they've done a lot of education so they can have this skill set and have this craft, get to Absolutely. weather the little bumps along the road and get through. Then 2025, we're like, hey, what, that, what just happened? Well, it didn't affect me that much. There's right. always a level of success that happens in any economy. And the defining difference is education. So if you are looking for an event to come to attend 50 education offerings, I mean, get a VIP, have some drinks, come and mingle, get some food. (laughs) Like I love all of those things. So Stephanie, I know you and I could literally, we try to hang out for about an hour. Like I know you and I could literally talk for two, three hours. Is there any, so I, before we leave, talk to your, so tell everybody about what smooth skin supply does on the daily. Like what what people come to you for? Like, I know this is an offering, you guys. This is in addition to what <laughs> Stephanie's company does day to day. So right. tell everybody what Smooth Skin Supply is and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So Smooth Skin Supply is an aesthetic store. We actually have a brick and mortar. We have a full classroom. We are here in the DFW area right here in Dallas, Texas. We're actually in Plano. Um, we are the corporate headquarters for the Say Brazil brand. We wholesale. We educate. We do all of these things. Our waxes, we have three hard wax, four hard waxes, three soft waxes. We have post care. We have retail. We have samples, which 
people absolutely love. Um, <laughs> in our aesthetic store, we still have supplies. So we still get folks come in two by twos, four by fours, sticks, bonnets, gloves, all of that. We still do that. We love being in an esthetician only store. And the nice thing is we're down the street from a equipment in the salon space and they've been there like 20 years. And so they're constantly pushing people down to our store and people come in like, this is just for estheticians. Like, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. So that is what smooth skin supply does on a regular. And then, you know, you see me all over socials. I'm always on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube, <laughs> you know, disrupting all the time, talking about people's poop, <laughs> butt, and they don't clean and all of this other stuff. And, um, yeah, it's been an amazing ride. I will say, David, I mean, when we were talking at um, Maxine Drake's summit, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we got to talk. We were on the, we were, I call it the tugboat, but you know, we were on the boat. We were on the boat. Yep. <laughs> we were on the boat. <laughs> and we were just talking about all the similarities because, you know, I, you're a Dermalogica. I start off with Dermalogica. And it's just so funny how we just morph around, but it's really the same people. And that's the thing. Same people. Like, this it's the same people. We're we're all mm -hmm. kind of doing the same thing, but you're absolutely right. The education is there. I still take education classes. I still actually love learning. Like I think that's one thing that's very different for people to hear is that I enjoy learning something new. I love someone mm -hmm. to say something or say a word and I go, Well, what does this do? Or what does that ingredient do? What's the mm -hmm. function of it? How does it interact with this specific ingredient? And so when I, when I look at it, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Okay. I'm going to put that, store that into my Rolodex and then keep going. On the yeah. other side, I still do teaching. We still have beauty schools come in. So I get to scare all the little estheticians still in beauty school and just say, hey, don't go get your own space. You have to see mm -hmm. if you like the job. Mm -hmm. Do you like talking to people? <laughs> do you like smelling people? Because you're going to smell a lot of people too. So Small room. I love Absolutely. I, I, I'm very real with it. You, you know, we're going to deal with stinky feet, poop butts and, and dirty hair. So do you like that? Can you handle that? You know, I like to give it real and raw because I think we painted this picture for aesthetics. Oh, go to school and then you're going to get out and you're going to do six figures. No, no. My no. first check. I have a whole YouTube on this. My first check was $323. Mm. $323 every two weeks. $300 like, in San Francisco. Money. That half that went to the bar. Are you kidding Ooh, me? Right. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I, I still love the education side. I still love teaching. I love talking to the little newbies and just say, hey, there's nothing wrong with getting a job. You know, my podcast, mm -hmm. I still talk to there. I'm almost at 100. I'm almost at 100 podcast episodes as well. I still do that. But yeah. I, I like sharing my experiences over the years so that I don't see people make the same mistakes I did. And I made a lot of very expensive mistakes. Mm -hmm. So I share those mistakes openly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one last thing before I jump off, um, if you're looking for inspiration and they're still in business, so Spa Radiance, do you remember Spa Radiance in San Francisco? I do remember Spa Radiance. They're still open. Um, when I was repping, they had a $3,500 facial on their menu. And at that time, you all know, well, David, you know, the diamond microdermabrasion was yeah. the rave, right? <laughs> If you didn't make it, unless you had a diamond tip, yes, microdermabrasion, that, that facial included three jewels that you could pick from, emerald, ruby, or sapphire. So instead of you getting a diamond, you could pick a ruby tip to put in that thing. And so when I went up to the front and I'm like, I just want to make sure I'm clear on your menu. Like this is a $3,500 service. You said, oh yeah, and we have a waiting list. You do? She was like, yeah. 
well, what, well, what do you do for $3,500? Yes. She's like, we use caviar. We do vitamin C. And then you can pick your stone. What's your birthday? I said, it's July. Oh, so you're a ruby. We could put a ruby tip in. I want a ruby. <laughs> I want a ruby. Do I, I get to keep back. it when I leave? Like what happens? Absolutely. I went back yeah. to my, to my, my business. Cause I was part-timing in with the doctor and I instantly went up to 125. That was the first facial that I just did one facial, $125. And I got it. Yeah. 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 Smart. $3,500. But now, so the owner, the mother, they were mother and daughter, the mother, I'm not sure if she's passed on. I think she has, but to give it the owners is 35% on top. So if you want, you want to get with the owner, you pay additional 35 on top of that. So that their website is still up. I tell estheticians all the time, you want to get inspired, go to that website. Yeah, They have an amazing, amazing business. And they've been around since I started, they were started, I think in 2000 and they're still there in San Francisco. There. So I remember trying to, so my San Francisco time was with Aveda. So, you know, we were running around trying to sell Aveda skincare to people and they're like, what, this is like, what you're not worthy. You can't get in here. Like whatever. So I remember going in there. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, a $3,500 facial. I mean, come on, like only in the Bay area, it could anything like that exist. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a different day. It's a different day. It so is. I love this. I love all the education. I'm excited about the event. I know we're already in February, 2024, you guys. Stephanie, tell everybody where people can find more information about you, Absolutely. Summit, take your TikTok, your Instagram, all the yeah, fun things. So everything on my world is Stephanie Lane. So wherever you put in Stephanie Lane's, it'll all pop up. TikTok is where I'm spending most of my time. Instagram, I am too. Um, Estheticiansummit.com is where you could go. And you can actually look at our 23 year and you can see all the pictures and all the stuff that we had. So you can kind of experience what happens. Um, and then 24, we have all the speakers, David's up there, all the classes, the schedules, we have our digital program is already up. Um, and you can pick out your classes and all of that, all of that's ready to go. So it's going to be fun. I mean, we have a good time. We really do. It's, it's, it's great for estheticians in general to get around other estheticians and talk aesthetics. Yes. Yes. Like that's it. I haven't actually been, so I haven't been to Texas since 2017. Okay. It's been a minute. So it's time for me to come back. And we've yeah. got Wish Pros popping up all over the place in Texas. So I'm like, See? woo, we get to go. We get to go. We get to go. All right. I love that. I love that, Stephanie. Thank you so much for your You're time welcome. today. Thank you, David. It's been awesome. A great conversation. I can't wait to attend. As Stephanie said, Wish Skin Health will be there loud and proud with our acne, all focused microbiome classes. We're actually going to do a peel demo. We're going to do a video version of a peel demo in one of Woo. our classrooms. We're doing a main stage presentation. I've yes. got an exciting, um, our second presentation is actually, we're working on cooking on something a little different. Oh. Um, of course, we'll be industry related, but m maybe not so product related. Oh. A little more inspirational. Just yeah. look me up in the industry. So we're working Come on that, on. putting the pieces of that together. So if you guys are looking for some good education, estheticiansummit.com. You can find Stephanie Lanes everywhere on Instagram. If you're not following her on TikTok, if you want some entertainment, just go look at <laughs> Stephanie on TikTok. I mean... I don't have, have a good I time can't. on there. <laughs> it's a good time. I know you do. You have a good time. You know what? You make it fun. And I'm like, oh, I can't handle one more platform. I'm like, Ugh. I had to get on threads. And oh, I'm join us dead. over like, there, what happened? David. Come on. You know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it a 2025 initiative. I'm busy this year. So, okay. Stephanie, I appreciate you. Thanks yes. so much. Absolutely.